Hello and welcome to episode 109 of the Perth to Paisley podcast, a podcast dedicated to heart of Midlothian Football Club. The Jambos signed off ahead of the World Cup in Qatar with one point from a potential six after a defeat to Rangers at Ibrox, shock horror, and a draw with Livingston at Tynecastle. And joining me, Adam Kennedy, to discuss two rotten results and inevitably put his own positive spin on things, like he always does, is Daniel McIver. How are we, McIver? So, ladies and gentlemen, don't know if you can tell, but Adam isn't in the best moods in regards to the football club at the moment, whereas I'm just like, fuck it, let's just have a laugh, this is funny. So, this is going to be a really interesting episode, I think, because generally, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Oh great, I'm I'm chuffed for you. Uh, I wish I could say the same. I, I I I'm just pleased that this break is here. In all honesty, I can't be arsed. The cinch is stressing me out. Hearts have been needing this for <laughs> ages, uh, but oh, look, we're still there or thereabouts. I, I I'll take it. But I just honestly, I just want a plethora of players back, fully fit, firing. And the weekend is an annoyance, but it is what it is. But however, before we get into the wonderful weekend that it was in the cinch, as it always is, in fairness, um, are we going to go around the grounds with our, our midweek matches? Yeah, because when we last recorded, uh, there was two games going on. Uh, hilariously, actually, the first of which it was Hibernian going down to Ross County 2-0 uh, as we recorded uh, last week's episode. That was a, a good laugh. Uh, and Livingston who would, of course, take on at the weekend, uh, getting the better of Jim Goodwin's Aberdeen by two goals to one on the Tuesday night. And then, on the Wednesday night, hooray! Uh, Dundee United, what a result for them! With a 4-0 battering of Kilmarnock, their relegation rivals at Tannadice. Uh, Celtic scraped past Motherwell, 2-1 at Fur Park. We've, of course, got our game. Uh, and the Battle of the Saints saw the Paisley Saints be held but to a two-each draw by the Perth Saints in Renfrewshire. What did you make of the other five fixtures, the five midweek matches in the cinch, Mr McIver? I'm trying to remember them. I know you've just said, but it feels like a lifetime ago. Oh, it that. really does. I was thinking that. <laughs> Honest to God, this Rangers game feels like it was an eternity ago. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, the Dundee United result was huge. Um, particularly... And made even funnier because of what Kelly would then do at the weekend. Like, so it was just, it was really funny. I don't know, Dundee United are kind of turning into what I thought Motherwell would be, where I just don't know what to make of them. They look like they could get absolutely, like every time we play them, we seem to just batter them. Like, it, we seem to have no problem with them. St Mirren kind of seem to have no problem with them as well. And then other teams just... They're their kryptonite, like they're so weird, so all over the place, but amazing result for them, especially with their issue had kind of been goal difference, and that's a massive boost for them. Celtic beat Motherwell, um, kind of looking at the result, you would assume that it was actually quite a close game, and it was by all accounts, but at the same time, Celtic could have got a lot more goals uh, in that game, arguably they should have. However, Motherwell... 
Motherwell simultaneously, I actually thought played no bad. Like Celtic did look really good, but Celtic looked good against everybody. Like you can't use that as your benchmark on how you've played. Hamill ball was in half flow as opposed yes. to full flow. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, the Hibs result was funny, mainly because of the quotes after the game from Lee Johnson, where he seemed completely confused as to why he's. His strikers and forwards generally do really well from crossing situations and training. It's like, well, maybe because you're playing against your defence, <laughs> Lee, that just keeps conceding <laughs> hundreds of goals. Under absolutely no pressure because it's not a yeah. competitive environment whatsoever. Yeah, what a bizarre notion. Um, the Livingston-Aberdeen game was a really good game and kind of emphasises why I think so far Martindale's manager of the season. Like, wow. he's just doing amazing things with a Livingston team that on paper shouldn't be as high up the table but you could say that from Martindale's entire tenure he shouldn't uh, Livingston shouldn't have done as well as they have done he's, under him he's getting every single extract that he can yes. out, of his, out of his playing squad I do it's, think, a, yeah. it's a testament to him and what was the other game the St Mirren game what was that yes uh, the two each in Paisley. Oh yeah, that was for, oh yeah with that all was nuts, the, with all the goal of the season contenders yeah, that was nuts. In, inexplicably. Yeah, that's the only takeaway off from that. Amazing goals. Nice, nice. Um, I have to say, I, look, I I'm not a fan of these double game weeks. To be fair, I don't know if that's just because I write up now and literally like going through twelve teams. You're for, gonna have a laugh after the oh, World Cup. Oh then. mate, that December looks grim. <laughs> It really, really does. Nine um, games in like four days. Oh, something. what? I know, I know. And then in the new year, it's just, oh, God, I dread to even think about it. But that's that's all to come after, <laughs> you know, the World Cup that's taking place in November and December. Yeah. Um, it's a good laugh. And obviously, as we alluded to, Hearts would sign off with two matches just like everybody else in the Scottish Premiership before that tournament takes place. Uh, the first of which came to one of our happiest hunting grounds as we took on Rangers at Ibrox. Um, Robbie Nielsen made two changes to the Hearts team that clinched a crazy 3-2 win against Hamill Ball and Motherwell and, yeah, the Steel Men at Tynecastle. Um, Kai Rolls, who is off to Qatar, uh, with his Hearts teammates Cammy Devlin and Nathaniel Atkinson, who also started uh, in this one to represent Australia. Um, they replaced Barry Mackay and the suspended George Grant. Rolls obviously making his first start since breaking his toe back in August. Um, and they lined up as follows. It was Gordon in goal, back four of Michael Smith, Toby Civic, Kai Rolls and Alex Cochran. Robert Snodgrass and Cammy Devlin in front of the back four, with Andy Halliday on the left, Nathaniel Atkinson on the right, and Lauren Shankland, excuse me, supporting Josh Janelli in attack. Now, as the self-admitted defensive half of this duo, you must have been absolutely ecstatic seeing this starting eleven, Mr. McIver, because I certainly was not. I was really happy because for the first time in what seems like a while. I immediately knew what the game plan was going away to one half the old firm, and I was, I was, as I say, I was really happy with it. Um, the main talking point, I presume, of this game that we will get into uh, was Kai Rolls starting. I was delighted for him, um, and just again, we'll get into it. But he was fucking amazing. Um, 
the I, I prefer a four. I think at our full yes, fitness, right. our team, we start a back four. Um, I would go Cochrane, Halkett, Rolls, Smith, I guess. We need a new right back. At, at present, you mean? Because obviously with Kingsley to come back into the equation, that does change things. I would just now play Cochrane over Kingsley, but it's like they're both amazing. Like so, it's it's kind of whatever you want. Yeah. Um, the three kind of the ideal is play Cochrane left wing back, someday right wing back, and then a three of Kingsley Halkett rolls. Like, yes, that's great, but I don't think that system benefits the rest of the team as much. But we'll get into that anyway. I thought this system really benefited the personnel we had, especially. When you think of suspensions to Grant, who was probably going to be at the very least energy in the middle of the park alongside Devlin, That's he obviously isn't fair. there. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think I just think it was a really smart decision. We didn't have Humphreys, who I think would have been amazing for this game. Just a massive man to hold the ball up and do Get well with behind and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but because we didn't have that, I totally understand why we went with Gino up top because. It makes sense for all of Shanklin's strengths. His is not playing off the shoulder and running on the balls. So it was a bit of a different position for Shanklin to play and one that I don't actually think he did particularly well in. But I agree in terms of the actual lineup, I was very happy. I, w- I wouldn't really have made any changes personally. But you I'm, were not happy. No, I, I agree with that with regards to Shanklin. I felt as though... Borna Barisic is probably the weak link in that Rangers team at the minute. I think Josh Janelli up against him on the right-hand side. I know it's easy saying this now, but maybe could have got the better of him, whereas Nathaniel Atkinson just screams, try and shut them out. I know I know what you're saying. And in fairness, the game plan, as we'll go into, works for a duration of time. But... I, I, I don't know I just feel as though if this Rangers team are in as much disarray as everybody makes out then Josh Janelli up against Borna Barisic wouldn't be the worst were you surprised to see Mackay dropped? no I was delighted that was another aspect of the, I, I, I'm inclined to agree with that as well. the line up I was like yes great and I think his his arrival in the park later in the game was when we started to get worse and just I don't know what's up with him man I, do, I would drop him for the foreseeable like I'm I, I, fully does, drop him. He he needs this break just like everybody else, really, doesn't he? Yeah, just absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully, he can rediscover a, a wee bit of form afterwards. But look, you alluded to the game plan. After five minutes, we look to immediately hit Rangers on the counter. Robert Snodgrass pings a wonderful ball forward for Josh Anelli, and as you say, uses his pace in behind a fragile Rangers backline. A fantastic interception from Kai Rolls as well to get the ball rolling. Yeah. Uh, but Alan McGregor comes out to meet Gino and eventually it goes out for a heart's corner. <laughs> Josh Janelli has limitations and this is where the game plan doesn't quite work for me. Because he's not an out-and-out centre-forward. I just... I don't, I don't know. It, it, like, the chance is what you want. It's what we are hoping comes from this selection and the formation and all that I totally get all that but it does seem to crumble in these sorts of instances obviously doesn't in another match which we'll later come on to but then he's on the right hand side so again I don't know if I'm being too harsh by saying that he's not a central I think you're being a bit harsh particularly this season's Josh Janelli who it, yeah in fairness 
he's shown more this season than we've seen yeah. all the last season and arguably the second half of his first season at the club. Especially because the goal you're referring to at the weekend has nothing to do, in my opinion, with his position. It's just a really good hit. And in the game on Wednesday night, he doesn't connect with a really good hit a couple of times, as I'm sure you'll get to. There, it's just... One of our game, better chances came from him down the right, though. Ab- absolutely. But that then led to nothing because the he, chance, was, yeah, he was feeding yeah, himself. There's only so much he can do. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think I think we're unlucky in that moment. I think it's a good save. McGregor just makes himself big and does like quite well. It's not like a, it's not like he tips <laughs> that, it over the is bar. That insightful analysis that yep. we're all here for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He just makes himself big, and Gino tries to kind of. I don't even really know what he's trying to do, but McGregor's narrowed the angle. <laughs> does he? This is my point. He's not centre forward. I know, but he is still a goal scorer. I would still expect Gino to do a bit better, but at the same time, I just think it's a very experienced goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, doing he, very well. He limits the opportunity, closes it yeah. down, makes himself by a guy. Yeah, okay, uh, but that was all he did in the first half for me. Um, again, John Lundstrom opened the scoring in Hearts last left Govan with a point. Should have done so again here. James Sands feeds Ryan Kent down the left. The host try and take advantage of a five versus three. Uh, the winger cuts back for his compatriot, but he balloons high and wide into the stand. Uh, and then on 32 minutes, Antonio Cholak volleys a Craig Gordon. It uh, volleys a corner straight into Craig Gordon's grasp. Um, in fairness, you then can't question the game plan. I, I will go along mm-hmm. with you here because... It's a half a few opportunities. By all intents and purposes, it appears to be working. We had the best opportunity. But does that really mean anything? If we have the best opportunity, we don't take it? Well, it does at that moment. Because you go, well, look, this is working. Keep doing what we're doing and hopefully get another opportunity. Because the Cholak one's nothing. The Cholak one's like... He should, he should do better. Just, for, he should do way better. Caliber. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, uh, for the whole half, I was, I was just really happy. I was like, bloody hell, we're actually going away to one half the old firm. We've set up solidly. I know a massive part of that is having Kai Rolls, who is just, I think he's our best defender. I think he's our best defender. In terms of defensive work, I think he is the best at what we have just now. Um, so that's obviously a massive bonus, but. Sibic was in that back line, who the last time was at Ibrox, just was a part of a defence that conceded five, was horrific. He was a big Good aspect point. to that. I said that on Twitter. I didn't realise until the next day it was the first time Rose and Sibic had ever played together as a two. And you would ne- you'd think that had been the partnership for the last 40 games. Looked comfy, like, didn't they? Yeah, they were both great. And that whole half, I was just really encouraged. Obviously, Rangers were getting chances. You cannot go away to Ibrox and not expect them to create chances. But we were limiting them to either speculative chances, like the Cholak one where he just kind of hits it, or limiting them to kind of just having to try their best to work it in really tight spaces, and we managed to snuff that out. And this is where I do feel for the management, the playing squad, because ultimately they can't win. Had they replicated that half exactly the same way in the second period I'd be mouthing off saying fantastic can't believe we limited we can't believe we limited well 
we did got, for, uh, with uh, one moment as an exception. They got they got more joy and they created more opportunities in the second half. Is my yeah, opinion. but that's always going to happen when you yeah. tire. No, I know, I know. But I'm just I'm just saying, like, had they managed, I know to, you're, I, I get they, your point. Though, had yeah. they managed to carry that out exactly the same, like, oh, <laughs> it's easier said than done. But if they'd have copied the exact first forty-five, done that in the second, we come away with a point. We're thinking. We we did t- we signed up for that beforehand, hundred yeah. um, percent. And at the start of the second half, we were lucky not to fall behind immediately. To be fair, it was a great stop from Craig Gordon to drive Malik Tillman. He nudges towards goal after Ryan Kent had nodded Rabbi Matondo's cross eh, towards Cholak. But the chance that we briefly alluded to earlier on, probably our best of the entire match. The conspiracy theorists were out in full force here as Hearts build from the back. Through Alex Cochran, Toby Civic, Cammy Devlin, Josh Janelli, Nathaniel Atkinson, uh, Lauren Shanklin then slips in the overlapping Janelli, as I say, down the right hand side. The ball into the middle, at first glance, appears to be missed by Alan McGregor, but it's also missed by Andy Halliday at the back stick. I think Gino megs his own teammate who's looking to slam home. Um, I think we later see that Alan McGregor does get a touch, but if we are to yield a positive result, that's sort of the opportunity that we've got to take, is it not, mate? Yeah, absolutely. Listen, there's two points on this. The first one is what I, I and a lot of people say. You only get a result against the Old Firm if three things happen. One, if every one of your players plays perfectly. Two, if all of their players have an off day. And three, you get a bit of luck as well. <laughs> I feel... A lot of their players were off it. Most of our players played pretty well and we didn't get any luck. And that's it. If you don't have all three, you're not getting it. <laughs> the holy Look. trinity. Yeah, exactly. We, can we even... I was going to caveat that and maybe make it a holy quartet with a decent performance by the officials because you often don't Yeah, do that. but that's what I mean by luck. Like you need. But, yeah. That's just a roll of the dice. Yeah, that probably does come under luck. Um... Like, for example, a few days later, Alan McGregor flaps at something and is stupid, and that allows another team to take advantage, whereas against us, he makes the fingertip of fingertip saves to just take it away from Halliday. It's fine margins, and and again, like, he flapped at Craig Halkett's equaliser at Ibrox just last season. Absolutely. But, no but it's a really good move, though. It's a really good move. And yeah, ironically, you probably wouldn't say this most times, but in that moment, you wanted it to fall to Halliday because he was our most informed <laughs> goal scorer. So <laughs> weirdly, <laughs> it was the best person for it to fall to if it had actually fallen to him. What, uh, what did you make of said conspiracy theory? Oh, it's just <laughs> idiots. Honestly, <laughs> uh, you just knew that stuff was going to come of that instantly. It's just so stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> Only Scottish football fans would have that genuine mindset and belief that he has, he has intentionally missed that. Oh, brilliant. Anywho, um, that, that, was, that was it. But it was, our chances would go. That was genuinely about it. Gino after four minutes and Halliday four minutes into the second half. Um, because Malik Tillman would hit the side netting. There's another chance where... Ben Davis spreads out to Scott Wright on the right. Uh, he finds Scott Arfield who sets up Cholak, but again, straight down Craig Gordon's throat. I thought we actually kept Cholak 
relatively quiet. Yeah. The efforts that he did Absolutely. have a goal were pretty poor. Um, and considering he bagged a brace at Tynecastle, again, like you say, we, we certainly would have taken that. Um, albeit, I was expecting Alfredo Morelos to come on and bag his customary goal against Hearts, as he yeah. so often does. But uh, it wasn't to be. However, Rangers would break the deadlock on 66 minutes. Ryan Kent skips past Nathaniel Atkinson, Lauren Shankland, Cammy Devlin, slides to Borna Barisic down the left, and that weak link that I dubbed him I on. That's why I didn't really mention that at the time. <laughs> Plays it inside to a sliding and unmarked Malik Tillman. Now, I say this because I do still believe that Borna Barisic is a shadow of the player that he was, but my issue with the goal is, first of all, it's far too easy for Ryan Kent. Only Andy Halliday had been booked at this point. So I'm thinking, Ryan Kent has had one good game this season, and that was probably against us. At he Tynecastle. only ever plays well against us. He so, only ever plays well against us. So he's obviously a threat to this back line. I'm thinking, if need be, just take him out. Suck up that booking. Uh, it is what it is. We regroup. Secondly, and Robert Borthwick alluded to this uh, in his commentary when I was watching back the highlights, this was a Rangers team that was low on confidence. To lose the goal from a lapse or several lapses of concentration is the most disappointing thing. And he even said it. If it's individual brilliance, sometimes you hold your hands up and say, do you know what? There was, no- there was nothing we could have done to stop that. But it just looks far too easy. And given that this is the game-defining goal, that's what makes it the all-, all the more frustrating for me. That's what I was saying in the the Holy Trinity, that the first thing is that your players need to have a perfect game. Like, you cannot switch off for any moment, and it just so happens in that one phase of play, several, it's not just one person, several players switch off. The biggest frustration for me was the Kent situation, how three players don't manage to get the ball Nobody takes them out. Yeah. um, that, That, for me, is more the issue, rather than the Tillman cutback to Tillman, sorry. I, I'm intrigued because I thought that you'd be quite annoyed by the space that he finds himself in, no? No, because I think the defence steps up to try and fill the gap that the three players around Kent haven't have have caused allowing Kent to take that move. So I think the logic with that defensive back line is we need to take a step forward to try and do this. Now, it's obviously the wrong decision, but that's what I'm saying about a lapse in focus, poor decision-making, lapse in concentration, whatever you want to say. And the trio that are sucked into Ryan Kent then leave Barisic in acres yeah, of space. Yeah, they've all left. just completely yeah. suckered around Ryan Kent. As it was just disappointing because it literally was the one chink in an armour of a defensive unit in particular. I don't think our mid... I think we lost that, or we didn't take a point, because our midfield and attack was poor. I think, they all had, I think they all had quite poor games. But the defensive unit, I thought, were just, as, a, as a goalkeeper and a back four, I thought were great, and I'm gutted for them more than anything that yeah. they, they put in that level of performance and can't say that they got anything from it. How wild would it have been to suggest that a defence containing Michael Smith and Toby Civic would have come away from Ibrox with a point? Yeah, like... Does that... Can I ask you a question? Does that speak more volumes about us and how we've come on leaps and... Or some of these players have come on leaps and bounds 
in recent weeks while it's not been a great time for Hearts or does that speak more volumes about Rangers understroke misperforming as they are in, in the domestic scene at the minute? I think it's a bit of both like which is the cop-out answer but I think and I always think this about analysis of the old firm I think too much is too much emphasis is put on when they're underperforming <laughs> because underperforming for the old firm is a different kettle of fish for the rest of us like if the rest of us are underperforming it means something very different to one half of the old firm underperforming but generally I think I think that defensive unit played so well because of their own individual performances yes you could say that the Rangers team wasn't as prolific but as you've shown they still created a lot of chances and we managed to keep 99% of them out. A lot of them were through interceptions. As you say, Kai Rolls was head and shoulders man of the match above anybody else. Like, Great run back, isn't it? It's just so surreal watching balls get crossed at the box and just constantly being headed away like it was absolutely... It was like, oh yeah, that's what centre-half to do. I know, what a crazy notion to have your centre-half defending out the box. Wow. It's just crazy what though that... like. You, it's crazy if, that we didn't find another. If if you showed a neutral that and said one of those Hearts players, this I've is his first start for, yeah, for, for three months, yeah. the last person they'd pick is Kai Rose. Unless they were being funny, being like, oh, is it the best player in the park? Like, it's just inc- a testament to how good he is. And it's really scary to think that he's kind of he's had five games or six games a season. And he's probably been man of the match in every one of them for us. Looks, looks a really, really shrewd bit of business. Yeah. Um, in fairness, we look to get back into the game through Kai Rose's compatriot, Tammy Devlin, who drags a left-footed effort wide. That was after Robert Snodgrass and Barry Mackay off the bench were looking to link up. But the shot is tame at best, I think <laughs> I'll describe it as, because it really is... A, a woeful effort love Cammy Devlin to bits love his energy love his enthusiasm love his just willingness to get stuck in but when it comes to the final third I mean <laughs> to say that he's limited is generous he's the worst person that I'd rather have Craig Gordon on the edge of the box <laughs> than Devlin like it's ridiculous man oh dear but uh, as I said earlier on I was waiting for Alfredo Morelos to come off the bench and grab his customary goal against Hearts and he really should have done. Couldn't convert after Malik Tillman crosses uh, given that he got the better of Kairos down the right, an absolute rarity. Uh, but thankfully Morelos doesn't make us pay on this occasion. He would then balloon over the bar after a decent work from Ryan Kent and Ewan Henderson would balloon over the bar in added time and that was all that she wrote as we fell to... An unfortunate but expected defeat in Glasgow. Just, just for, I, I said after the game, it was just frustrating. I think I predicted last week five 0 and I think I said by half time. <laughs> like, just whenever we go to Glasgow, I just completely write off the games in my head. I'm like, right, we're getting nothing for this. So to have that performance, it's it's gutting in a way to be like, I just we defensively we're so good like we're so good but as I say I think individually like as players the midfield and attack let us down they just didn't win their own battles they weren't up to it whereas the defence really was but going away to a place what was it Rangers haven't lost a domestic game 
in three years or something at Ibrox, like sixty-two I... games or something. Well, bar bar Celtic. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, outside Celtic. Yeah. I think it was Hamilton Ackes at Ibrox before COVID came in. So and that, that obviously that benefited us that day, didn't it? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's I saw. I think it was like it's roughly sixty games that they've not lost. Crazy. So going to a place like that you expect the worst and we definitely didn't get the worst we just got a frustration can I can I address the listeners stroke viewers of this podcast can I ask for some recommendations of hobbies for when we go to Glasgow I need something to occupy my mind because this just this just is not worth it I'd, I'm fully convinced that we're never going to win in Glasgow for as long as I'm alive I genuinely, I genuinely can't. Well, we see have. It. Do you mean again? Again. Yeah, I was like, we've won several times in Glasgow. Oh, no, we, yes. Yeah, but that's it. Like it's over. We're never. It's never going to happen again. Again, the only way it will happen is if the Holy Trinity comes alive. <laughs> this episode's going to get called the Holy Trinity now, isn't it? <laughs> if worse comes we'll to worse, I'm, I'm just thinking we've not got anything else to yeah. say. Nothing else to say on the Rangers game because that was. Pish as expected. I don't think it was pish as expected. Yeah, I think it was. Pish. I think it was frustrating, and many positives to take from a defensive point of view. Well, in Kyros and Toby Civic. Nice. Let's move on the weekend before I get this podcast cancelled. Yes. Um, there was the cinch was back. Yay! Hearts would be back in Gorgi. Yay! As David Martin Dale. We were in the program. Came to town. Yay! <laughs> Come on. So I think we've got, got a, a terrible. Copy. I think we have a terrible track record of games that we're in the program. Yeah, maybe we need to say to Gary to just can this. It feels <laughs> whenever we're in it, we have a shit result. Have we actually ever? That's a good point. Have we ever won whilst being in the program? Yeah, because we were in for the Hebs game, the three-one. Were we? Yep. Because remember reading that, be like, if we win, this is the greatest derby ever. Oh my god! And we fell behind after five minutes, and I was thinking, yeah. "Here we go, yeah." Because mm-hmm. what what was the other one? We got held at home, and was it Dundee last season? Were we in the yep. program then? Yep. Jesus. And I think we'd just gone to Ibrox and got a point. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Oh, so it's our fault. Yeah, sorry. We'll take the sorry, team. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we need ah uh, yeah, we need to dig these out and go back through. <laughs> yeah. We maybe need to start a tally here. Oh dear. But anyway, two drop points, courtesy of yours truly. Come yeah. on. Um, <laughs> before we get discussing uh, the game at Gorgie, we're going to go around the grounds again. I know, twice in the one episode, you lucky devils. Um, as all six Scottish Premiership matches took place on Saturday, albeit there was an early kickoff, a quartet of 3pm kickoffs, and a late kickoff, because we're targeting that North American audience. And so far, it's working wonderfully. I don't even know if it is. Is it? Doubt it. But but you can't fault the centre. We won't know until next season, basically, (laughs) when the numbers come. We've got a plethora of Americans that have just taken (laughs) up an interest in the Scotch soccer. Yes, exactly. Um, Around the grounds, yeah, sorry. Uh, Rangers drop points in Renfrewshire after getting the better of us. So that's, yeah, annoying. Um, as they were held one each by St Mirren uh, at the Smyza. We then had Celtic getting the better of Ross County, having to come from behind against the Staggies 
beating them 2-1 in Glasgow. Honest to God, had Rangers dropped points and then Celtic lost to Ross County in Glasgow the same weekend, that could have been a heck of a lot worse for this podcast. We're maybe a bit fortunate. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, Hibs continued nosediving as they lost in Ayrshire. 1-0 to Kilmarnock, uh, stranded at the bottom of the table, but can still get the better of the high bees. You'll love to see it. Um, St Johnston and Motherwell played out a one-each draw uh, that did my coupon at the weekend. Uh, in Perth and Aberdeen scraped past Dundee United 1-0 at Pataudry uh, not quite avenging the 4-0 defeat that they were given to the Terrors at Tanadice all of about a month ago um, so what do you make of that other quintet on a, a super Saturday Mr McIver the Hibs game was just really funny um, Killer... it's never offside in a million years is it oh no Melkerson's offside oh yeah he is Definitely, yeah, he's, his legs is, is offside. Oh, I, I maybe need to watch that back. I didn't think he was. His knee, his knee and like the front half of his leg is offside. Oh, if it's the knee. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I'll um, need to view that back. I, I honestly didn't think it was at the time, but yeah. the penalty is hilarious. The penalty's a penalty, though. Oh, but it's, it's just... just it's just, foot. Oh, but it's so needless. It's so stupid. Oh, yeah, that, that's what makes it <laughs> funny, because the guy's going nowhere. Honestly, he's literally running off to... The sideline, and he's know. just oh, brilliant. Who was Stupendous. it that gave it away? Oh, was it Chabria left back? I think, I think it was Chabria. It's like, what are he doing, mate? I don't know what he's, he's doing. He's going at nowhere. All. Don't um, know what he's doing. Th- by the way, I'm just saying this now. We play Kelly first game back at Tynecastle. We're getting beat. Oh, yeah. We can never yeah. beat Kelly yeah. at Tynecastle. I, I cannot wait. Maybe that's what I'll spend my month break doing. I'm going to research Kilmarnock's record at Tynecastle and compare it to every other non old firm team because I'll be astonished if there's anybody that's better than them. Forget never seen us win in Glasgow. We're never going to see us beat <laughs> Kelly at home. In Corky. Yeah. We need Kelly back down. Exactly. Just uh, get them punted. But yeah, that was funny. Um, Celtic beat Ross County great uh, the Rangers game as I, as I say like the St Mirren goal is ridiculous like we didn't get anything <laughs> like that like what um, like Rangers are just a handful I like him I know so do I I think he's I like good him as well um, St Johnson Motherwell who cares what a boring game of football oh, see yeah. when I see the goal that cost me that money as well fuck off Motherwell <laughs> Uh, and Majofsky, no wonder he's getting four million pound moves linked to him because he just can't that? stop. Stand the rim, yeah. seemingly plotting a four million pound bid. What a stupid decision that would be if Aberdeen sold him now. Fingers crossed. Four that mil. would be so stand the rim. Stupid. Come on, you've got I the hope, <laughs> I hope it happens because he's clearly very good. Um, but yeah, I thought it was quite an uneventful weekend. But then our game was quite eventful, <laughs> so it made up for it. I want to say 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 goals amongst the 12 teams. There was a lot of penalties. In the cinch. Well, funny you say that, because we'll get to that in the quiz. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, no, I don't yeah. know any stats. Oh. I don't know any stats are in penalty. Had to get you back after my shocker and, last And week. I guarantee <laughs> I won't get multiple choice options for that. Oh, no, you've got, you've got multiple choice, but oh, okay. we'll, we'll, right. we'll come to that. Um, but yes, you were right. I mean, <laughs> the cinch, oh, honestly, it, the cinch needs a break. It does. It's just... <laughs> That last weekend was absolutely rank rotten, and that's reflected in the results. It 
great that it's taken a month off and Australia can fly the can, can fly the flag for us given that <laughs> virtually I think it's like 13 players it's an SPFL all-stars <laughs> exactly <laughs> it really is come on the Aussies um, but Livingston and David Martindale would await Hart Midlothian uh, in Gorgate on Saturday uh, Hearts would make let's have a little look two changes I believe I think so uh, yeah. Barry Mackay returned to the starting lineup, along mm. with Arrestis Kiermaersoglu Nathaniel Atkinson and Cammy Devlin both moving on to the bench Craig Halkett was named back amongst the substitutes which I know that you'll be delighted with uh, following his return from injury his first involvement in a matchday squad since picking up that injury in Latvia um, and Hearts lined up as follows it was Gordon in goal I've just realised that this isn't in order, so I've done a fantastic job here. Michael Smith, uh, Kai Rolls, Toby Civic and Alex Cochran at the back, unchanged. Mm-hmm. Kiermert Soglu. Yep. Snodgrass. Snodgrass. Yep. Halliday. Halliday. Yeah, and Mackay and Janelli Sport in Shankland. Jesus, yes. got there in the end. Sorry about that. Um, your Sorry. thoughts in regards to the 11 <laughs> and where they were all playing, because you've obviously done a better job than I have here. Uh, you also missed a point. How they got hurt in the warm up and he had to pull out. Yes, so... I did. Cammy <laughs> Devlin came back in. That's right. Yes. That's right. And, um, that to me. I've definitely not lifted this off the Hearts website and they definitely didn't <laughs> update it. Don't I blame went... the Hearts website no, for this. I saw it on Twitter, to be fair. And I was like, oh, yeah. That, uh, yeah. Sorry. Um, so, that to me says we voluntarily dropped Devlin for Australia which annoys me a wee bit oh because I obviously I want Australia to do well but I I don't really give a shit in the grand scheme of things like wow I I care about hearts and Devlin makes us better so I'm gonna message Cammy and tell him that you said that you heard I it care. here from, from your biggest fan, Cammy. He does yeah. not give a shit about Australia's fortunes. I care more about you as an individual playing for my team. I want him to go and just go through Mbappe and Chukameni and all that and get man of the match. <laughs> so but before happy. that, beat Livingston. So you're happy to see Natyak on the bench. But well, he, was, he picked up a niggle. Happy. Yeah, Ro- I boxed, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Rolls, I assume... This is just my assumption that Australia probably said they wanted roles to play to get him as close to match fitness yeah. as possible. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and he'd also won that as well, to be honest. Yeah, him, absolutely. Him the best chance. Um, gutted, gutted for Halliday because, as I say, he's been in really good form. But again, it's just what a what a novelty having options on a bench for once in a million years. <laughs> it allowed Devlin to come on which was great having a great squad and picking up results the two going in tandem never yeah uh, I was happy to see Keel back because as I said last time I felt it was a bit unfair for him to get dropped after a really good performance and mind you I say picking up great results yeah this wasn't a great result hey you said it no me no, you no, said no, it I'm falling into the trap here so um, I see exactly what you've done and yeah it's alright <laughs> overall I was very happy with the team I was thinking this is good should be fine but this is good but can we piss off the guitar yes as I said in the show last week I was worried about Livingston because they're just a very well drilled know what they're doing side and I I assumed they would cause us problems as they did in the game and they would do so after less than a minute 
Sean Kelly's free kick clipped into the box. Jack Fitzwater looks to rescue it to the back stick before Stephen Kelly eventually sends a team volley for Gordon to gather. However, after 10 minutes, a massive chance for us to in fact net the opener, and we probably should have done. Keogh sprays it wide to Barry Mackay, finds the overlapping Alex Cochran, centres for Shankland, who blazes high into the Roseburn stand. He's got a score for me, and you know that I'm a massive Lauren Shankland fan. It's perhaps harsh, given I'm aware that it's obviously on his left foot, but he's a matter of yards. I think he's six, seven yards out, and maybe that's just how highly I rate him, that I believe that a player of his calibre should score that chance. I expect any forward to score that chance. That's a sitter. Like, that's a big miss. It's Cochrane's played it perfectly to him. It doesn't bobble or anything. It's Wicked delivery. Yeah, it's hit him with pace. So he doesn't need to add power. He just needs to place it. And I think he he adds power and he leans back as he hits it. It's just over the ball. It's just a massive miss. And I thought, that's two games now where Shanklin's kind of been off it. I felt, though, in terms of attacking play, I actually felt Shanklin's all-round play in this game was really good. Oh, he was everywhere. Could have scored yeah. a barrel load, to be honest. That was the only thing yeah. that he was probably missing was a finish or two. Yeah, he actually had a really good game overall against Levy. It was just like, off I go. But it's such a weird thing. I just now... Maybe we are being a bit too harsh on him because now I am just like, oh, I just expect him to score every week now. So when he doesn't, I'm like, well, he's not had a good game, which isn't how it works at all because he did have a very good game overall. There's games where he actually feels like he does nothing and pops up and there's games where he does everything but doesn't score. <laughs> but does, yeah, it's one of the two. Yeah, yeah like, we need, I'd love for both to be in tandem. Yeah. I.e. he'd be everywhere. he scored barrel loads. Or... If he's not at it, then Humphreys, or arguably Boyce, if fully fit, can come back in. But needless to say, that's not the case at the minute. That's really sad. Um, But Josh Ginelli had a great chance as well. He looked to dig the onrushing Ivan Konovalov, the backup Livingston goalkeeper, uh, on the angle after receiving from Cammy Devlin. Shankland spews up another great, or passes up, a couple other great opportunities, uh, the first of which comes on 25 minutes. He skews his effort from a Barry Mackay corner into his grasp uh, and he can't connect to a parry following. And Mackay crossed down the left and Jack Fitzwater eventually clears. I actually felt as though he should have scored that one yeah. again. Um, and again, like just before half time, he nearly scored as he saw his name in lights. The lights obviously turning on themselves at Tynecastle during this chance. Um, and Which isn't allowed, by the way. That's is it not, not allowed? No, my dad was telling me, you're not allowed to turn the lights on during a game. Even if it's like really dark, you have to wait until half-time. I see, that does make sense. So, um, I wonder what what yeah, what yeah happens. I wonder if this is like one of these hypothetical what-if moments where had Lauren Shanklin scored... Does that get pulled back? Yeah. What happens? The, the Libby, I, would I don't think have known. I don't think it would get pulled back. I think Lippy would have been annoyed. Raging. <laughs> like, it was just looking they, up at Shankland that it gets yeah. blinded by the lights. Especially because the, the, the new LED ones, which are fucking oh, bright Jesus. lights. I hate LED lights. See, when you're driving and some joker up the back is just... T- oh, my God, man. I didn't actually realise at that moment how dark it was until the lights came on. Like, I was sat and I was like, oh yeah, I could barely see anything. What was happening? 
But he was such an old man. First it was the back last week, then you're like, I had my glasses this week. I remember my glasses. Um, overall, though, I thought we had a really good half. I actually just, thought we were quite just good. Can't, just can't finish our dinner. They're just same yeah, old shit. It, it was just, just like... Stable. I've seen this story so many times. Yeah, it was like, oh, don't worry. Dominate them, it's gonna completely come. outplay them, carve chances of plenty, just don't take them. Yeah, we just, I just thought we had a good game. I'll tell you who I didn't think had a good game on Saturday, and that'll kind of continue in the second half. I thought this was Snodgrass's worst game for us. Oh, interesting. He's... I, I saw he's, but he's he set had, the bar high to be fair he's been yeah but he had something covering. like 50% pass accuracy or something and that's his thing like his thing is to link up and he just kept losing it like all the time he's at fault for their goal and just like what he and Smith I've just realised he's not at fault for their goal I'm thinking of a different goal um, but oh, I'm no. thinking of the uh, you're, th- you're thinking of a chance that they probably should score yeah and I'm yeah. thinking of the Motherwell game <laughs> We gave the ball away in the Motherwell game, which is ages oh, ago. Um, but and again, I'm not now being like, yeah, Robert, come on, fix like, up he, or do one. Yeah, he's been very good so far, and he just had a bit of an off game because he had played at Ibrox four days ago, and he is in his late thirties now. This is the thing. Like, we we're talking about Shanklin just there, him not performing, we don't score. Talking about Snodgrass. If he doesn't perform, like, there's concern in the middle of the park. Why is it that Hearts have an abundance of resources in comparison to other Scottish top-tier teams, yet a few seasons ago we were so dependent on one player? Like, it used to be Jamie Walker, then it was Stephen Naismith. Now it's like, now albeit there's, like, I was going to say, I don't think this season is an example of that. But, but I don't know, I don't know how that can happen. Like, I don't I, think I, that's I, been a thing for us for the last couple of years, though. It's not, but do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, I do, all it takes, absolutely. All it takes is like a couple key performers, and we're nowhere near the same team. How can that be? I think that is the way for every team, but we don't notice it as much because we don't watch every team. There will be Killy fans going, like, look at Yeah, Armstrong. Kyle Lafferty doesn't bag, or if they're they, missing him for 10 games, then yeah. they're a totally different side or whatever. I do get that. I we do get just... That. That's maybe just football, generally. Yeah, like... Every yeah. team will have it, but it's just to different levels that you expect it to happen. Only <laughs> well, ours are either shit hot or shit. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Aye. But overall, I thought actually it was a pretty decent first half, and I thought if that yeah. continued, we'd be all right. Yeah, it, it literally missed anything but a goal, and yeah. Shankland could have had two or three on a, on another day. Yeah. Um, there was. There was a little spell toward the end of the first half, right before the half blew, actually, where Livingston were cranking up the heat, so to speak. They were, like, Kai Rolls knocked bang for a living corner when Gordon could only parry a, a Sean Kelly effort. He hadn't had a lot to do, Craig Gordon, but was nearly caught off guard. The, result, the resulting corner is then blocked after Stephen Kelly tries to head home from Montano's shot, turned cross. Again, like you said, when McGregor does very well to make himself big at the back post to deny uh, Kelly on this occasion. And then from that resulting corner, Jack Fitzwater's effort scrambled off the line, I think, by Josh Janelli, possibly. Although yeah. it looks like Gordon dives and gets a hand on it, and Kyrolls then boots clear. But they were certainly beginning to sort of crank up the pressure. Um, 
and just as the moaning and groaning was was taking place, as it so often does at Tyne Castle Park. Um, I'd love to get your your thoughts oh, on just that. Just does my heat in. Like there was some booze at half time. There wasn't a lot of them, right? There wasn't a lot of them. I'm not going to try and pretend it was the entire of wait. The entire wheat field was up in arms, but there was some booze, and it's like, come on, we're playing quite well. I know we've not scored yet, but we're clearly being the better side. Yeah. yeah, like not everything. And I saw people speaking about this on Twitter. Um, as I saw it through Craig Fowler, where it's like every time we don't win, folk like you are just like Nielsen. Hmm. Hmm, what happens? Hmm, is the docs about his future? It's like, I'm now... I'm saying nothing. My my attention was occupied elsewhere, I'm afraid. Yeah, but generally, I mean, in terms of you and Robbie no, Nielsen's relationship... No, as a manager, I would never question. Yeah, because <laughs> you get made embarrassed by James McFadden. That's what happens. Um, it's ju- I'm just... I'm so bored now by the discourse around Robbie it it's I'm I have no opinion of it anymore it's just boring do, do you know do you know what actually is remarkable to me is that I actually feel as though he's doing a better job this season but yeah of course not, he is we've not reaped of, the rewards yeah. yet because look at what he's and up against this and season and there's there's more of a discontent yeah because like last season really we finished third because everybody else was rank this season we're there or there but we were also really good and we're fighting with several others that are supposedly yeah. brilliant like this Aberdeen team Aberdeen are mouthing off as though it's the best team that they've had for three, four years this so, Livingston um, team are media darlings yeah because of Martindale's ability to pluck out results you've got St Johnston who are defying all the odds and are somehow <laughs> in the top six just being great St Mirren again another team who are so strong in Paisley and are shit hot at home but just can't seem to replicate that on their travels because if they did they'd be third you've got a Hibs team that are toiling a wee bit but seem to pick up streaks whereby they were winning a couple then losing a couple now they're going to continue hopefully losing a couple and be stuck down there and we can leave them behind but we're scrapping out with all these other teams and it actually is quite interesting I think it's a much better league than it was last season he's doing a better job but I still have some frustrations (laughs) albeit not as much as others in this game because there's nothing more that he can do on this occasion he can't put the ball in the back of the net here it's just through shocking finishing and not taking our chances that we don't walk away with three points in this one which is annoying and I get it and I was frustrated I barely celebrated the goal to be honest because I was like one each it's not really appeasing me it's not a great result but in the reality Livingston didn't pull further ahead so it's not bad it could have been a lot worse I think we just need to rein it in suck it up take the break and then crack on second half of the season hopefully well, in this game, it got better. It got worse before it got better. Oh, yeah. Oh, as, it, as it only could with Hart and Midwell there. We were well aware of the highs and lows that this football club give you. Hey, I was just trying to be reasonable there, and now you're wanting me to be all negative again. No, Honestly. not be negative. Just, I realised we kind of just summarised the second half without actually saying anything that happened. No, I, I, I was talking about the season generally, but let's, okay, let's, 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 let's just talk about the second half now. Um, because Livingston were quite unlucky not to take the lead earlier than they did Andrew Shinney flashes an effort wide after pouncing on a loose Michael Smith pass to Robert Snodgrass that you alluded to mm-hmm. um, 
However, the deadlock was to be broken on 54 minutes. A long ball up. Alex Cochran is left for dead, shoved aside by Andrew Shinney, burns past him, slides to Stephen Kelly, who cuts back outside Kai Rolls, produces a fantastic finish beyond Craig Gordon for his first Livingston goal in a flash. Nil one. And I want to hear your thoughts regarding Cochran because you said in this very episode that you would start him over Stephen Kingsley. Could he do better here? Because in fairness, it's not just him. But I think um, um, there's two points on this. I'm not pleased. Go on. One, it's always annoying when it's just a long ball for the keeper. Yeah, yeah. And it's a moment of brilliance again with yeah. their hands up. Out of everybody, he's our smallest defender. Yeah. So <laughs> expecting him, he, I think, I think he should rise and try and head it. But he's running backwards. Can I say so I'm amazing that they didn't put Joel I'm amazed that they didn't put Joel Nubley on Alex So Cochran am I. So am I. I for that exact reason that you play. said. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I think you should header it, but I think his logic is if I jump and header this and I'm nowhere near it, then the the Liverpool is just able to take it out of the sky and do whatever they want with it. I also think there is a question of a handball. Do you? Because the way Who is it? Is it Shinny. Andrew Shinny collects on and the Shinny. right, yeah. Shinny has his arm up as he jumps and it nestles on his arm and falls. Now, uh, is that an unnatural position? That's what I was going to say. I think in the current handball rules that should be a handball. I don't think in general football it should, but I think that should have been looked at more um, uh, I don't know, mate. I don't know. But I'm, I'm saying, not, I'm but, not what I'm saying is, I don't think it should be a handball. But under the current rules, I think yeah, it is a handball. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying that the handball but, rule is nonsense. But yeah, but it doesn't I, take I, away not, from the I'm goal. Not so sure. It oh, doesn't take away goal. from the goal. It's a great goal, and it's it's very much a Livingston goal, and that was the worst. Literally, as the keeper had it in his hand, I turned to my brother and went, "They're going to score here." Because I could just tell the way the game was going, and I was like, "The worst thing that can happen is we concede first because that allows them to just that more frustrated. They then bunch up. They that's what they want. Yeah, yeah, they they want that. And then they, as I say, I found the weekend frustrating, but also in a in a different way. I was like really impressed by Livingston. I'm just really impressed by Livingston this season. Like they're just a good team." I just and like Martindale. I like I, I know I that there was obviously like I saw I saw loads of Hearts fans get criticised for wanting David Martindale to replace Robbie. Yeah, Nielsen. that's should mental. He, should he step aside? You wouldn't want Martindale. No, because that I don't want Martindale to leave Livingston ever. Yeah. I think I he's perfect yeah. for Livingston. I can't imagine him managing anybody other than no. Livingston. Not in Scotland anyway. And I don't like <laughs> I get frustrated with Robbie's game plan going to Ibrox. I mean, did you actually watch Livingston at Ibrox? Holy yeah, the people Lord. who don't want Nielsen oh my God. don't like him because he's too negative. With, yeah, yeah, for yeah, the Martin audio Dale's, listeners. Martin Dale's not the answer. No. Yeah, for audio listeners, I'm doing air quotes there. The person that you, It's like the McInnes yeah. talk last year. The person that you don't want to replace them is a more negative manager. I, I, I said exactly that. I think Robbie just is Derek McInnes, where he's just got a ceiling with Aberdeen, but like... There's nothing wrong with that. I just I mean, he's, he's I'm great just, for us, so I have yeah, no complaints. I'm, just, I'm, I'm greedy and I'm selfish, and I want 
a trophy or two. That's that's all I want. And then I'll leave him alone, I promise. That's the bar. If he doesn't do a it thing... Is the bar. Only... We've had three finals in four years. <laughs> my point was going to be there. If he doesn't do a thing that only three managers in my lifetime have ever done, then he's not going to... I'm not happy with it. No, it's not that. I just... <laughs> Because you know what, you get these absolute numpties the first time that blame him for Hibs oh, winning that no, in 2016. No. And it's like, that's not his fault. <laughs> it's just makes, that's not how anything works. No, exactly. That's that's, like that, how can that possibly be the case? Yeah. That's why some Hearts fans have got in for Robbie. I've got in for Robbie because of the nonsense that he spouts in the media. From which, is, which is a mental reason to not like your football manager. Because he just... It's like he's getting all these results and taking us to Europe and all that. And you're like, well, I don't like that he was rude to Brian McLaughlin. No. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's my mate. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you don't like him because he basically told you to fuck oh, off it was a for a stupid question. It was a prick to me, exactly. And he was arrogant. Like, oh, you've won a couple justified. championship titles. It was no, justified. It was not justified. I wanted a centre forward and then you were happy with Armand and Look where we are now. And Armin Amrily won me a lot of money. So Armin yeah, Amrily I was absolutely wanker. happy. With Nan- no, he wasn't. He was lovely. Yes, he was. No, lovely. He was dog. Right. Anyway, we got, uh, yeah, we went we to got 10 men. The, the rabbit hole of all rabbit holes here. Yeah, we went um, to 10 men and it was a disaster. We did, but I want to talk about the response with 11 men because it took 15 minutes, over 15 minutes, for Hearts to carve out any form of opportunity. A Robert Stonkass corner eventually cleared out to Alex Cochran. Uh, who exchanges a 1-2 with the veteran left-back centres, but only for fellow defender Kai Rolls to nod against the crossbar. And then, a minute later, Kai Rolls <laughs> from hero <laughs> to zero. Uh, Joel Newbley evades the Aussie from a throw-in, should score, but for a super stop from Craig Gordon. And we later discover, Mr McIver, that Kai Rolls was pulling Joel Newbley in the box, a penalty is given following a VAR check. What did you make of the subsequent spot kick and red card, Mr. <laughs> Double Jeopardy? So, it's absolutely a red. What is he doing? Like, I love you, Kai, but it's the most... Bu- so, obviously, I was there, right? And what happens from that save is Gordon sends it long to Shankland and the crowd... I've not actually seen that moment back. I <laughs> think it's a penalty up there, right? So they think Shanklin's. We think Shanklin's fouled, and then it's like the rest checking, and it goes to be our check, and you hear everybody be like, "Oh, right, this is probably a red." And then it comes up on the screen, VR check for a possible penalty, and I promise you, I promise you, everyone in that stadium for half a second went, oh, "Shanklin to the box!" Like I swear he was like outside the D, and then you go. Oh wait, oh. something's happened back there. And uh, listen, it's spot on. It is a penalty. No, like no, no, hold on a second. I need to pull you up for this because I can't believe you've left it to this long. How the hell can you still defend VAR? Oh, of course. It's, no, it is the That's worst the right thing. Decision, to, no, it's the worst thing to ever happen to football. It is. I, d- I disagree personally. I don't no, hate with it. it at all. I hate it. I hate it. Just well, epitomizes. You weren't even there. No, it, so... I don't care. It epitomizes modern football for me. It's so, so I bad. I like modern football. So I hate modern football. I don't. I'm a big fan of modern football. I uh, know, but I hate it. it makes so, me sick. I have no problems with the VR check. What's wrong took with this place? country? We need, we, need, we need our game back. 
yeah it's just yeah um <laughs> it's a weird time to pick up on vr because this is exactly what vr is no, for it, and no, no, did no, well. no 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 hold on hold on hold on it it's correct Kyrolls correctly gets sent off it is a livingston penalty but for the mismatch in hearts seem like the crowd believing that hearts get a penalty if it was that blatant and obvious the livingston penalty like what why then why not question that immediately why, no, because, why? no, because no, no, that no. that doesn't work as an argument. How? The point of VR is to see things that a referee has missed. The, right. So no, no. So the referee no. missed it because when you see no. the high, when you see the no um, replay, Keo, the giant man that he is, is just stood in front of the ref. So the ref can't see the shirt pro because there's so many bodies in the way. So you go, hold on, there was no. this the most blatant pull. This is an example of VR getting it right. Yeah, it VR got two right. things yeah, it gets wrong it right, in the but game. To, but to what extent? Like, to what extent? The the like, right decision happens. Yeah, the right decision happens. Okay, but like, why why does it take so long to reach the correct conclusion? Well, that one took long because the VR officials were going. We think it's apparently checking went. Oh. The Surely they should immediately know that, though. Why are they nope. not watching the game as it's taking place and thinking, oh, well, hold no. on a second. That looks like it might be a potential foul. If the referee's missed it, then surely I should be immediately flagged to say, hold on a, th- hold on a second, I think you've missed that. No, because the point of VR is to allow the move to progress because Shanklin got a chance. And, so and if, if that was incorrect, if, for example, it's like the offside thing. Now refs aren't meant to immediately flag because, oh, well, you could be wrong. So allow the passage of play to continue if the goal-scoring opportunity is still there. Likewise, the VAR officials clearly went, oh, we think there was a challenge there on uh, Nubli and Rolls. We're not totally sure, so we'll wait for this move to progress. Pan out. It panned out, and then we'll go back and look at that. No, I'm not having that. I'm not having that. And it's it's the exact same with, like, these late flags from linesmen. Like, what is the point? They wait till, like, you make contact with the ball, and then they decide to flag. If he's off, he's off. Like why? Well, no, because it's a lot of the time they do time. it. A lot of time they do it if they're not sure. It's so I honest, agree with it in honestly, the sense. I'm, I'm actually I'm dreading to get back to Tyne Castle. There, I said it, and not just because we've been shit on the park. I, I hate VAR. Hate it. It's the worst well, thing ever. I, I genuinely might not go back. Well, VAR I, has no. not affected my enjoyment of live football uh, at it's all. It has for me. It has for me. It's, it's, it's not trash. It's it's for me so far it's benefited it because that Celtic game was amazing so, but we lost how right, is it amazing because I mean the because v- we're having a discussion about VR and the <sighs> VR things were great in that game and I loved it no, that was great because of the novelty the novelty lasted all the weekend and it's worn off and now I hate it but for me I've just been like oh yeah now it's just part of it no it's shite not a fan I disagree personally not, not a fan I am but what about this double jeopardy malarkey because you said the other week no that's about... for a yellow card that's for a double yellow not oh, for right. a defender <laughs> grabbing a guy that he was right. yeah okay yeah because he but Gordon saves meant it's an unbelievable save considering it's with the foot that he kept that he kept behind the line and he swings the foot. it's a bad penalty but it's also a great save those oh, two things can oh, coexist Look, Craig Gordon made numerous better saves in the game for me. I think this. That's fair. 
I no, I, do, I think he, I think he drags his foot behind him, knowing. Oh, I'll leave that behind me. See, <laughs> we're going to disagree, everyone, man. Yeah. It was going too well for too long. We're both yeah, on the exactly. park and off the park of this podcast. Yeah. If anybody wants to replace McIver on the pod, I'm taking applications. <laughs> it will very up. much be the other way around. No, no, no. Hold on a second. You can't just gate crash my blog, turn it into a podcast, and then kick me off. Yeah, it. that's not how this works. I'm the one who edits it. I've got the power. <laughs> I'm in charge of the socials. Get it up here. <laughs> the two that got me fighting with each other. <laughs> we, need, we need a third. We need something yeah, exactly. that's like equally as angry as me and equally as quote unquote Sensible. reasonable Sensible. as MacGyver. <laughs> and we need to, oh god we need somebody not Richard Cobb or anybody <laughs> suggest. <laughs> right. Heart should pull level on 81 minutes. A cracking counter with 10 yeah. men. Sees <laughs> Barry McGuire. Why do we get better free, when we go to the 10 men? Honestly, it baffles me. Eh? Sees uh, Barry McGuire, free forest down the left. He centres with Shankland and Janelli in the front of him. But he finds the latter who can't keep his effort down for love nor money. Skies it high into the Gorgie stand. Were you thinking with that Janelli chance? We're not going to get a better chance to score than that. Yeah, that yeah. was it. I was thinking, for God's sake, that's it. We've, <laughs> Only the hearts. We've lost this. We're not getting back into this. And yeah, I was. I thought. For, I will say this. I thought Forrest had a good game when they came on. He and uh, he and Janelli should start on the flanks for the foreseeable for me. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Oh, look at us. What a moment this is. <laughs> Note that down in your scrapbook. There you go. There's the only agreement of the day. Um, however, Jack Fitzwater spurns another great chance to put Livy 2 to the good. Another superb save from Craig Gordon to keep us in the game. Before, somehow we don't draw level earlier than we do. This was unbelievable. Alan Forrest works his way down the left again. Konovalov parries his cross for Lauren Shanklin to have a few bites to the cherry but he's unable to convert from again yards out not once but twice three times just summed up his afternoon in front of goal however it thankfully wouldn't prove the last chance that Hearts would get we scramble clear Alan Forrest receives on halfway punches ahead of himself manages to turn on the jumbo jets drives down the right hand side Ayo Obelai can only clear his cross as far as Josh Ginelli, who smashes beyond Konovalov on the right-hand side, not in a central position, uh, to draw us level. <laughs> Thoughts on the finish, the celebration, or should I say, lack of celebration? Oh, yeah. What did you uh, What did you make of that, MacIver? Could folk calm down about that? Gino regularly does this celebrate. He does that little hand thing where he's like, he's like, get up, get up. Yeah, I dicky with it. Yeah, that he just does that a lot. I've got no bother with that. I dick care as long as he's. That's what rattled though. Eh? <laughs> Folk were furious at him. It's I dick care. Do whatever he wants. Um, Alan Forrest just punches it ahead of him. <laughs> Do it. It's mental. I thought at, at the time, as he did it, I was like, "That's a handball. That's a handball." <laughs> um, but I'll absolutely take it. It's some hit by Gino, and it's just the most. That final 10 minutes was the most Gino 10 minutes ever. Like, he has that chance <laughs> that Forrest swings in for the left-hand side. It's like, again, like Shank in the first half, he kind of just needs to guide it, but he doesn't. 
And then he scores a raker right at the last kick of the no, game, 90th, no. seventh minute. The only way that it would have been more Josh Janelli is had he scored the raker first to draw and a slight off and then spurred the chance yeah. to put us ahead. That's fair. That's very fair. But, but yeah, I was I was buzzing for him. He's just come into a new form in the last like six yeah. weeks. I don't I'm chuffed for Gino, to be fair. I'm, I'm very pleased for him. him. Maybe he's playing for a contract because his contract's Probably. coming Probably. It's always the same. But I'll take it. <laughs> they shite their pants when it. it comes to the last six months of their deal and think, hold on a second. I'll take it. But yeah, so, we, we got away with it. And I'll we, absolutely we take that. Well, I'm underwhelmed by a point. But you seem but we did, happy. So. We did get fairness, away with it. G- yeah, do you know what? And like I alluded to earlier... Levy didn't pull further ahead that would have been a big concern and that would yeah. have been a very disheartening way to then go into the break as well So, and I just want to say final point on it that's now two home games on the bounce we went down to 10 men and didn't picked up four points and didn't get beat yeah, yeah. We, we turned it around both it shows the character of this management team this squad and it's very commendable just try and find some discipline please <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> that's, that's all I ask. Yeah. We keep eleven on the park room with a chance. Uh, right, so that's those two games out of the way. That's the cinch out of the way for a month. Thank the Lord. Well, let's move on to the quiz. Yeah. Before we can finally end this episode. Right, MacIver. This is a penalty themed quiz, oh, seeing as God. I love VAR so much and yeah. you know all the, the great royalties that come with it. Um, Barley, who am I, of course, because as if I'm going to give you like Paul That'd Hartley or any other, any <laughs> yeah. other gods from the spot. Um, so, yeah, we've got two two questions where I'm looking for the answer in full, a true or false, a multiple choice, uh, and obviously the who am I. Right. Right, so kicking off with one of those where I'm looking for the, the full answer. There were five penalties in the cinch this weekend. Sean Kelly the only player to miss in our match. Can you name the other quartet of players that successfully scored from the spot across the Scottish Premiership this weekend? No, I can name... Oh, I can name two of them. Tavernier and Majofsky. Tavernier and Majofsky, yeah. James Tavernier of Rangers, Aberdeen striker Boyan Majofsky. St Johnston versus Motherwell was the only match without a penalty. I don't know his first name. Will I get it for his surname? Go on. Armstrong and Kelly Hibbs. I'll give you reluctantly Kelly Winger, Dan Armstrong, yep. That's it. I don't know anybody else. And Ross County's David Chanchola was the other part. Oh, I wouldn't have got that. Unlucky. Wouldn't have got that in a million years. Question number two. True or false? Hart and Midlothian have received more penalties than they have red cards this season. Right. Do you mean in all competitions? In all competitions, or? in all right. fixtures this season. Otherwise, I would have specified Scottish Premiership. We must have. It. How many red cards have we got? George Grant's got two. Rose has got one. Nielsen's got one. That's four. Who got. Mm. Gino got sent off last season against Rangers at home. I think we've had four red cards. I'm right. going to go with had more penalties. So, so sorry. What was the actual? St- so I know the question, it's a true or the false. The question so. was: Hart and Midlothian have received more penalties than they have red cards this season. True. It's incorrect. It's false. We have received one more red card than we have penalties. Red cards. We so have we've received seven. Seven red cards. So we've got Alex Cochran and Toby Sivakovic. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You've got that game. George Grant in his Zurich game. 
You've yeah. got Cami Devlin against Rangers, Lewis yep. Nielsen against Fiorentina, yep. and George Grant against Motherwell. I forgot oh, about the Celtic. I've, I've even Rangers left out the ca- I've even left out the Kai Rolls sending off. There you are. So it's eight. <laughs> eight. <laughs> Fuck Is that me, right? Yeah. Celtic Celtic two, Zurich, Rangers, Fiorentina, Motherwell. Sorry, Kai Rolls takes it right, to seven. seven. Sorry, that is right. And the Christ. penalties, we've got Zurich away, St Johnston at home, Riga away. It's two against Celtic at home and Motherwell at home is six. Six. I knew we had six penalties because Shankland yes. hasn't missed any. I knew I'd trick you into that one. I'm fucking buzzing with that. Because I, I always get the 50-50 wrong, <laughs> so it's about time. I just totally forgot about that Parkhead game. And I forgot about the Devil one, yeah. to be honest. I, I forgot about almost half. The, the, the Parkhead <laughs> one, I was I, I was shocked. As, again, I was like, oh, hold on a second. We actually got two sends off that day. Yeah. So there you are. Nil from two. Can you replicate yeah. my donut? I beg. Honestly, there's, there's, there's <laughs> back no to back zero five. Oh, please, right. According to Pi and Bovril, oh, how God. many penalties have been awarded in the thirty fixtures? That's obviously the five match days with the six games since. All oh, right, so all all yeah, game, yeah. not just yeah. our games. No, right. no. Has it's a multiple choice since okay. VAR has come into Scotland's top tier. A. 13 in 30 games B 15 in 30 games C 17 in 30 games or D uh, 19 in 30 games now I wish I'd paid attention this tweet because I saw it good glad you haven't and I didn't read the tweet (laughs) I do however remember seeing something like all the games before VAR it was something like 15 penalties were given. So, I'm going to go with either 17 or 19. Right. And I feel you hate VR, so you'd only bring this if it was ridiculous. So I'm going to go with 19 penalties. Bastard. That's correct. Yes! <laughs> I'm not getting the zero! Come on! Get in! Ah, oh, damn. I thought I could get you there. Was I right that there was 15 penalties given in the I've got the stat here. So there was, in the 63 matches prior, there was 17 penalties. Oh, seven, so I would... So oh, was, that was so close! Yeah, I even got it wrong. I, I, thought that you, I thought that you were going to say 17 this time around because you thought 15. Oh, that's annoying. Damn! <laughs> Get in. Damn, damn, damn. Right. So, yeah, 17... I didn't give a 16. shit now about the other ones. I just haven't been but as how, bad how as How wild you, is that? 17 in 63 and then yeah. 19 in 30. Yeah. A lot of them are for Crazy. handball, eh? Yeah. Yeah. And, I thought like, so. oh, it's, the, it's the inconsistency of the law as well for me, but that's, yeah, that's, a, that's another debate. Uh, right. Your fourth question before the Who Am I is... Excuse me. Who is the only Scottish Premiership side yet to concede a penalty in the league this season? Yet to concede one? Yes. Right, well, we've had one, because obviously we had one against Levy and we've had others. We've had penalties against Celtic, so therefore it can't be Celtic. We've had penalties against Motherwell, so it can't be Motherwell. I don't think we've had penalties against Ross County, but I seem to remember Ross County having one. I, I do, outside of that I don't know so I'm going to go with the meme answer and say Rangers always get them so maybe Rangers never concede them so I'm going to go with Rangers your logic is bad is it right is it right Rangers yes! 
How the hell? Pen away your angels, but never again. Exactly. <laughs> Come on. We're, we're going to start a movement. Wow, they've not conceded any yeah, penalties in 15 the, game weeks. Yep, they're the only Scottish Premiership team yet to concede a penalty. There you go. Well, I'll take two or four. Hey, I'll you, take uh, it. You've redeemed yourself towards the end. Yeah. Here. I'm worried that I've made the Who Am I too easy as well. This oh, Desi, that, because I now definitely won't get it. Oh, exactly. I have to plant that little seed. Yes. Oh, I was spewing it last week, man. I'm never <laughs> watching that episode back ever. Uh, right. So, your Who Am I is. Actually, should I get this man's Wikipedia up? Yes, of course you should. Why are you not prepared for yeah, this? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, right. Having only played exclusively in Scotland, I began my career at Aberdeen. I joined Hearts from the same club that I left them for and where I'm their record goal scorer. I once scored a winning goal to knock Celtic out of the Scottish Cup and I scored the first St Mirren goal at their new ground in Paisley. Who am I? Oh, that... I don't know why, but I thought I feel like it was less clues than I was expecting, but that was the normal amount of clues we get. Right. Between what years... No, I'm changing it, because oh, I've, I've, like noticed it. A fl- I've noticed a flaw in this question. Okay. Between what seasons did nice. this nice. player play nice. for us? Right, okay, let's have a look. So, uh, so this player signed for us in the summer of 2003... Oh no. And they left May 2006. Right. I have a, I have a, I have a guess in my head, but I don't know if this is right. So, okay. before I ask my second question, can you read the first two clues again, please? Yes. Having only played exclusively in Scotland, I began my career at Aberdeen. I joined Hearts from the same club that I left them for and where I'm their record goalscorer. Right. That hasn't helped. <laughs> so, hmm. who, who is the club he is the record goal scorer at? Inverness, Caledonian Thistle. It, it works with my guess. It works with my guess. So I'm going with, I just have to, I'm not wasting time here. Nice. I have a guess. I like it, you're going straight in for the kill. I don't know if he started at Aberdeen. Uh-huh. But he did. He has exclusively played in Scotland, I believe. And my hope was that you were going to say Inverness as the club. So I'm going to go with Dennis Wyness. Correct. Well Come done, on! Well done. Yes! Yes! As when you said the record goal scorer, yes. in my head I went, that must be someone who did really well there. Yeah. But clearly didn't do as well. Yeah, at I, us. Did, I did worry that. that I feel would be, bad for uh, you though. Come back. How? I feel bad for you though, because in a weird twist of fate, at the Livingston game, I was speaking about Dennis Wyness. Really? So he's in my head. Ah. So that's something that you had no control ah. over, and it's just one of the lucky, it's lucky, lucky dips. Yeah. That's I mean, the quickest. I mean, in fairness, at least at least you say players that pop in your head. I just True. don't. So. <laughs> Well, outside of Laurie immediately getting Kenny Anson, that's the quickest either one of us has yeah, ever good, got mate. who am I. That was good. And and in fairness, you didn't go to your usual questions and I I knew that that would be I was expecting to read the entire list of clubs <laughs> and I was getting ready to literally just go Aberdeen, Inverness, Hearts, Inverness, St Mirren, Queen of the South, Dumbarton, Peterhead, Elgin, Bucky, Thistle, Huntley. 
see, I was like, he played for Bucky, and I was—I I don't know why I know that. Bucky but, Thistle at 38, 39. Fair play, young man. Fair play, Dennis. But yeah. I'm So that's 6-2 to me. I'm keeping track. Uh, oh, I, oh, I can't have only got two. I, I really, really got... <laughs> uh, that's something for the break. I need to go back and look at all these quizzes, man. Oh, no, I have. I, oh, have I you? kept, like, you've only who, got two. So who am I two? Do you have Steve the Simmons... Stand? Steve Simmons and uh, Gary Glenn. Jesus. Is that right? Yeah. Because <laughs> you were going to say Ruben Palazuelos and you didn't. And David Wittemeen. And David Wittemeen and you didn't. You just kept saying boozy. <laughs> you said boozy there were eight times in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> they gave you a smell boozy So that's the most successful. Three out of five. I will... Yeah, that was good, mate. You redeemed, you redeemed yourself. Especially because yeah. I was off a cliff at the start. Yeah, do you fancy making it easier for me next week? I, will, I know who it is, and it's someone... I'll give you a clue for the next episode. It's oh. someone in recent history. Oh, nice. Oh, I'd, I'd feel better about that, I think. So, we'll see. Um, so, yeah, we hope you have enjoyed. There is a chance we will be back next week to do a half-season review. We'll see what happens. It won't be as long as the usual one, but we'd like to get something out during this time. But yeah, maybe maybe some World Cup palaver as well. Yes, seeing as exactly. that's obviously a rare one-off, hopefully, and that it's halfway through a bloody season. Yes, exactly. But yeah, it is what it is. We'll see. But we hope you have enjoyed this episode. If you have, please leave a like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. It's really, really beneficial to us if you're also just listening please leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice that massively helps us as well if you want to get in contact with us we are at Perth to Paisley on all forms of social media also Perth to Paisley at gmail.com if you want to send us an email Adam where can they get you on social media uh, they can get me on all the socials at Adam T Kendall and what about yourself now I am at dmciver 22 so next week we'll hopefully be back with a kind of overall mid-season review to see how we're doing but until then, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Get a bit! Mother Jai Keys!